This is Too Busy to Podcast, a show for busy, multi-passionate female entrepreneurs at different stages of their podcasting journey who may be feeling frustrated or overwhelmed doing all the things. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast editor and podcast manager. I'll be coming to you every week, solo or with a guest, to share actionable tips, simple strategies and useful resources to help you manage and grow your podcast the simple way. We'll be covering the practical stuff like how to start a podcast, what equipment you should use, and how to create a podcast workflow that helps you to stay organized. But also there's the other important stuff like mindset, email marketing, productivity, and storytelling. So open up the notes app on your phone and let's get started. Hey there and welcome to this special series of the podcast where I'll be speaking to female podcasters about their podcasting journey so far, the lessons they've learned, any challenges they've overcome or faced and what advice they would give you, someone starting out in the podcasting space. So let's go meet today's guest. Joining me on the show today is Ricklin Woods. Ricklin, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on your show. I've been looking forward to it and excited to have this conversation with you. Of course. Thank you so much for taking the time to kick things off. I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and your business. Awesome. So I am a human resources professional, certified HR professional based in the Los Angeles, California area here in the U.S. And I've been in HR for a little over 15 years, worked for various companies in various HR roles. And in 2020, I decided right in the middle of the pandemic to walk away from my six-figure salary, six-figure commute so that I could pursue my passion for career coaching. Um, It started as a side hustle, so I'll be clear there. And um, once I started to get some traction, I said, hey, I I see this as a real possibility for me. And um, I doubled down and decided to focus specifically on providing career coaching services for other HR professionals. And so as I'm building this idea and this business around coaching HR pros, I'm an avid podcast listener. So one day, I don't even remember when or why, but this idea hit me to start a podcast. I think it was because I was meeting a lot of HR professionals who were at different places in their career journey, many who had amazing career stories. A lot of folks I met were looking at how do I get into HR? And so I thought this platform would be a good way to share HR career stories. You don't often hear about the people who work in HR. So I thought this would be a great way to do that. Little did I know that this podcast would also serve as somewhat of a lead magnet for me. And I've actually gotten new coaching clients from the podcast. So who knew? (laughs) That is amazing. And yes, that is one of the many opportunities that podcasting opens up for podcasters. So we will dig into that definitely in a bit. The name of your podcast is So You Want to Work in HR. You launched in March 2021. So we're a few months in, a few episodes in. Tell us, what has it been like thus far? Wow, it's been a very interesting journey. I'll have to be honest, I've had a lot of support (laughs) from you. (laughs) 
For those that are listening, Rosemary is my podcast manager, and I actually launched the show with her. When I first connected with Rosemary, it was just an idea, and I really had no idea what the next step would be. So she really helped me to get focused around what a launch could look like and, you know, how to think about how I'm going to get guests and just kind of the logistics of the show, which I hadn't thought much about. So Rosemary has definitely made it much easier for me where all I really have to do is show up for the interview. So I feel a little bit like I'm cheating. Like I'll have people (laughs) reach out to me and ask me, how do you like podcasting? And what are some of the tips you'd share? And I'm like, really? I don't do much. (laughs) That's a good tip. Just give it to Rosemary. That is what I tell people. Give it to Rosemary. Now, what I will say, and it's been enjoyable. Like I didn't even know how much I would enjoy podcasting, but every interview that I do, I have thoroughly enjoyed. I learn a lot and I get a lot of feedback from listeners who find the value in the conversations that I'm having. So it's very rewarding in that way. One thing Rosemary did suggest to me and I have not implemented yet is to do solo episodes. And that's still something that I'd like to do. Honestly, I just haven't found the time to prioritize it. With the other things that I have going on, but it's been lots of learning. I even had a episode once. Well, you know what? I'll share this. We started on a different platform when I first started and it was cool at first. Well, I had this situation where I lost an episode, mm. like the guest, her track didn't record or the recording didn't save and we weren't able to retrieve it. And I was devastated. Like I wanted to cry because I was like, how do I go and ask yeah. somebody to re-record an hour-long conversation? And gratefully, she was very gracious and she agreed to re-record the episode. But I would say that was one of like those big learning moments. Like I never even thought of that happening. Like who knew that could happen? So I'm um, just really understanding the tech and being prepared for things that could go wrong. I think is really important. Um, I initially started recording in an open space in my office area and Rosemary let me know that in listening to the audio, she could hear background noise. So now I record in a very small closet and I think my audio is much better now. So those are just some examples of some things that I learned along the way. And, And the learning has been fun in and of itself. I forgot I'd given you that advice, actually. Yeah. (laughs) So you've not had your business for very long, but what would you say are some of the key skills as a podcast host? You've already mentioned learning. Mm -hmm. You've learned quite a lot. And obviously learning comes with listening, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. What other transferable skills or what other skills do you think you Mm. have learned along the way? So here's what's interesting. I realize that I am actually really good at asking mm. questions. And I didn't know that before. Like, I, I didn't know what I didn't know before <laughs> I started. <laughs> but I've gotten feedback from my guests, actually, at the close of our interview. Yeah you know, this was really good. They've done other podcast interviews before and they loved how the conversation just flowed naturally and they appreciated my questions. And so I would say, you know, that would be a skill, like really being able to be engaging and curious about if you're interviewing guests, curious about their story and their journey so that you can come up with really meaningful questions that your listeners will appreciate. Yeah, I would totally agree because obviously I edit yeah. your episodes. 
And whilst you might have standard questions, what I love about your style, your technique, is that you're not sticking to a script. Mm -hmm. So if someone says something really interesting, you will delve into that a bit more and ask follow-up questions based on what that person says. And then you give your own story or your own narrative on it. So yeah, I think you're very right. Curiosity, engagement are definitely key skills. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say, and I feel like I do have a little bit of opportunity in this area, but I'll share for those who may be new and figuring out how you're going to get guests. When I first launched, I did have a little bit of a following, if you will, on LinkedIn of about 5,000 connections or followers. And I'd already kind of established myself in the HR community. So I had some really good you know, network there. I'd already started posting about various things I was doing in my business. So I felt like I had a really captive audience already. And I knew that that would be beneficial for me. I just didn't know how beneficial. In fact, when I made the decision to launch the podcast at the urging of a, a good friend of mine who's also into podcasting, she was like, just announce it. Just announce that you got this podcast coming up. And I'm like, are you serious? I haven't even taken the first step. <laughs> I haven't done anything. <laughs> yeah. So I appreciate her for that because also it held me accountable. Like once I put it into the universe that I'm, I'm doing yeah. this thing. <laughs> you talk back out now. Yes. <laughs> My reputation is on the line. But I made this really nice post on LinkedIn and said, here's what I'm doing. I'm launching this podcast. Here's going to be the focus. And I asked for people who might be interested to leave a note in the comment section who might be interested in being a guest. And the comments start flying in. I even start getting some personal messages on LinkedIn expressing interest. So by the time I was ready to launch, I had about 70 people. (laughs) Yes, you had a few. (laughs) Yeah, who had expressed interest. And what I tried to do was kind of prioritize. There was some strategy. I tried to kind of prioritize that list based on maybe their followership because I wanted to get as much reach as I could. So I did look at their followers on LinkedIn since that's my primary platform and tried to schedule them accordingly. In fact, my first episode that I released um, with a young lady by the name of Amy Miller, she's a huge influencer on LinkedIn with tons of followers. And to this day, I believe her episode is still the most downloaded. Yes, she (laughs) is. It's absolutely amazing because she was number one in March and here we are in August and it's still every month it remains the number one downloaded episode. But, you know, the energy in your interview, I'm not surprised. She's just magnetic. She really is. She's got an amazing personality. (laughs) Yes. And I think that helps, too, because I've had other guests who do have a large followership. And they have, it hasn't had that many downloads for those episodes. But I also think, so in terms of finding your guests, and this is something I'm going to be more intentional about as I go forward, Mm -hmm. is really thinking about, like you mentioned, that person's energy, that person's, Mm -hmm. you know, what their content is like. Because Amy could be a little bit controversial at times, but she's also very positive. You know, her intentions are in the right place. And people like that because there's a little bit of drama around her content. (laughs) I will always remember, we're going slightly Uh off piste, but I will always remember her story. I'm sure it was her where she talked about her son. Do you remember getting her son to do something and people were just like really, really offended when actually I just thought, Oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you know, you've got to use every strategy in your tool belt. But yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. 
Yes. And so around, you know, getting your guests together, just making sure that you're properly identifying your guests, that they fit your brand. Because that's the other thing you definitely want to think about is there are some people who have reached out to me to be a guest and I don't necessarily think that they would be a good fit mm-hmm. for my brand and the, my brand voice. So um, that's not always easy to decide because I could very well, you know, like someone and follow their content. But I also have to be strategic about the topics and folks that I have on my show. Yes, I absolutely love that point because I think there are a lot of hosts who feel, and I've seen it more on Facebook, where they feel like they've got to accept everyone. Mm-hmm. But you don't. It's your podcast. It's your show. You always need to think about your audience. Are your audience going to want to hear from this person? Is it the right fit, like you said, with your brand, with your voice, with your goals? Because mm-hmm. we should have podcasting goals. So don't feel bad at all. Just say no politely (laughs) and move along. They'll survive. They'll live. The world will not end. And another thing that you'd mentioned as well in terms of making sure or how do you ensure that they're the right person? Not everyone does it because like a lot of the clients I work with, like yourself, they're running a business, they've got family, they've got a lot of stuff going on. But I do know it is an option to do like a pre-call So I know a few people, not my clients, but other people, (laughs) where they will jump on a call. That's a good point. Yeah. Just to really make sure. And I've actually been invited to a couple of calls like that. So that definitely is an option. I guess I haven't done it because I've really tried to streamline my process as much as possible. Yes. It's not for everyone. But that is a viable option for sure. You mentioned podcast goals, and I want to talk about that because I didn't have any when I started this, <laughs> but I think that would be something I would tell people to like, think about what your goals are. Cause I, I don't think I was as clear when I first started. I'm still not. <laughs> I don't know. I would disagree slightly. Okay. So you had a goal. You wanted to share, you kind of mentioned it in your bio in terms of, you know, HR professionals don't have a space to share their stories and I know listening or editing your episodes I've learned a hell of a lot I've not done full-on HR I've done more HR admin throughout my career okay other life but there's things that you said the stories that you've shared personally your guests have shared I've never I don't know what it's like in the U.S. but over here like HR people are just the devil (laughs) basically That has been my thought. They're like, a good HR person will remain, um, what's that word? Like neutral? Neutral. Mm -hmm. But there's places where I've worked where, and a lot of people would agree with this, where Mm -hmm. they feel that they're on the side of the employer. Mm -hmm. They don't have your best interests at heart. And then I started obviously working with you and hearing your stories and realizing, actually, I started to get a bit of empathy for people that I might have cursed in the past because they've got a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure you obviously have shared stories on your show and I would encourage people to go and have a listen to hear those amazing stories. But the stuff that you go through, the situations that HR professionals need to deal with, I think it's very, very important that that message, those stories are shared. So for me, that's a goal within itself. You might not. Yeah. So I think, you know, tick, 
Pat on the back, definitely. <laughs> well, thank you, because I hadn't looked at it from that perspective. But yeah. And I mean, I think it kind of happened quick, quickly for you as well, because like you said, your friend mentioned it, you announced it, and the ball started rolling rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Not downhill, yeah. but the speed in which the ball started to move. Yeah. You're probably thinking, oh, this is picking up traction. Yeah. And as you mentioned, it's doing quite well. We are on like nearly 5,000 downloads in just a few months. So the podcast is doing well. In terms of other goals, I think it depends on the person. Like for me, I haven't got any monetary goals. Mm -hmm. I have a goal of just sharing my message of podcasting. Writing content doesn't come naturally to me. I don't know what people think of my posts, but writing doesn't come naturally, but I can talk for England. Mm. So it just seemed sensible (laughs) for me to start this podcast and I get to have, obviously I've started out solo, but now I'm having these interviews with amazing women and hearing their story. So for me, that's my primary goal to reach people who might not have the funds or they just want to do it themselves, but not want to go down the Google rabbit hole of what do I start? How does the tech work? I'm kind of, that's what this podcast is all about. So that's my goal. And then we'll see where we're at in, you know, year two. (laughs) For now, that's my goal. And it will change. It will differ from person to person. Mm -hmm. That's a... I think you bring up a really good point and your goal doesn't have to be, like you said, it, it may change over time because yeah. initially I didn't start out with a goal to monetize and I wouldn't even say it's my goal right now, but at some point I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which leads quite nicely into the point you made earlier about becoming a lead magnet. So your podcast has generated leads. And that can be some people's, I think for a lot of us sales, you know, increasing our revenue Mm -hmm. is, is a goal. So would you like to share how that's come about, how you found it? How has it helped your business grow? What I was really surprised by is when my clients sign up for a coaching session with me mm-hmm. and they fill out, you know, how they learned about me and they select that they heard me on the podcast or they listen to an episode of the podcast. I'm like blown away because that wasn't really the intent. No. And I just never even thought that that would be a possibility. But now that I've had quite a few folks reach out to me to do business with me after listening to the podcast, now I see it as a real possibility to be a lead magnet. So my goal is now to be more intentional so that I am adding, you know, into my outro, like here are the services that I offer, you know, if interested, here's how you reach me. I have not done that yet. So I I imagine that if people are coming without that, um, I may be able to get more leads by actually adding it. (laughs) I love that. But I would also say though, that I'm not surprised. I mean, that is part of my mission statement, you know, helping women generate leads for their business Mm -hmm. through podcasting. But in terms of you specifically, whilst you don't shout it in your episodes, the way you Mm -hmm. narrate a story or you share your experience, I've picked up on it. So I'm not surprised that listeners do. Wow. It's just little small (laughs) things. And even if you didn't, just them hearing you speak, that's all. I've got a couple other clients who, I've got one client who guests on a lot of podcasts as well as recently starting her own. And people, even recently, someone said they listened to a a podcast episode that she was on last year. Mm. And she was just like, huh? (laughs) 
So, you know, it does happen. Just share great content, give value, and you will naturally attract your people. It's almost like magic. <laughs> Podcasted <laughs> is magical. I might include that yeah. into my... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do some sort of piece on it. I think you should. <laughs> We talked about lessons. Have there been any, there might not have been, but have there been any challenges you faced in this time? No, I don't think challenges. I think more than anything, it's really just been learning and figuring out what works. And because podcasting is just a part of my business, so fitting it in. And I know you and I have worked through kind of what are the best days? What are the times to schedule guests? I have had guests that have scheduled and needed to reschedule, or I've had to cancel and reschedule. So some of those logistical challenges that, you know, starting this process, I didn't think about that, um, that life happens. And those are things that you have to fit into kind of your podcasting schedule. I know initially, and this, I thank you for this, I didn't have an idea of the time, even just interviewing a guest or, you know, the impact that would make. So I think I might've talked about doing like three to four interviews in one day. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) oh, no. I mean, it sounds doable, but no. <laughs> it's absolutely not. And I'm I'm so thankful to you for, you know, giving me a reality <laughs> check like that. No, I think in the end, we did one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Not everyone scheduled on the same day. So it balanced out in the end, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. And then I had a change in terms of some of the work that I was doing and I could no longer do the dates that we had set initially. So being flexible, you know, knowing that things may come up and you have to change your process and adapt accordingly. I think that was really key. And knowing that it is like a, what's the right word to describe it? Like it's a fluid process. Like just because you start something this way doesn't mean that it has to continue that way. And so it's really taught me about not being so rigid with myself and being flexible and knowing that it's okay for things to change. That is perfect. I was going to ask what's one tip you would share with with aspiring podcasters, but I do wonder if you beat me to the punch with that answer. (laughs) Well, one tip I would add is working with a podcast manager. If I haven't said that, I haven't said it clearly enough, like especially when you're first starting out um, and even beyond, because I think almost like the work I do with coaching The clients that I work with, sometimes they're blind spots. There are things that they can't see, and that is where I come in to help them get clarity in certain areas. So what I've experienced working with you, like this is your lane. While I might be a podcaster, like you've done a lot of the research, you're working with multiple podcasters. So there are things you know, see, and have experience with that I don't. Mm. So even if I have a bright idea to do whatever it might be, you can serve as the voice of reason, just like in that previous example and say, well, have you thought about this? Or maybe this might be a better approach. So I've appreciated having you as a sounding board and just voice of reason when my bright ideas get to be all over the place. (laughs) That's fine. You know, you're like a lot of my clients, you're visionaries, you're creative, you're full of ideas. And yeah, I'm here to be, yes, we can do that, but maybe in this way or maybe down the line. So yeah, no, I think that's fantastic. That's fantastic advice. And just before we wrap up, one final question. Is there anything you wish you'd known before you started out? Hmm. 
That's a really, really good question. Anything that I'd known before I started out. I think one thing that I wish I had known before I started this journey was that it was even possible. Mm, I love that. Like I, I know that probably sounds really simplistic, but I think more people should do podcasts, especially entrepreneurs that are looking to grow their business and build their platform. And it could be overwhelming, mm-hmm. which I was at the very beginning, especially when it was just an idea that um, I was looking to bring to life. But had I known how possible this was, had I known how good I would be, and I, I mean that with all humility, I would have done this sooner. <laughs> mm, I love that. I'm glad I asked you that. And I'm glad you found that brilliant answer because a lot of people, whether it's myths or imposter syndrome or lack of self-belief, but a lot of people think it isn't possible. And you touched on it a bit, you know, in your in your case, you had 5,000 connections, you already had a presence on LinkedIn. And that's something I see a lot. People think, oh, I haven't got an audience. And if you do, that's fantastic. You'll get off the starting block a lot faster. But at the same time, you shouldn't let that hold you back. Just know it's possible. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. In episode 12, I had a guest and we were talking about imposter syndrome and one piece of advice she mentioned which I've been doing because we all deal with imposter syndrome at different Mm -hmm. stages as we grow and we scale and we do scary stuff but one thing she said is that you know you could say for example I'm going to start an agency in quarter four Mm -hmm. but you have to believe that you're saying it and one tip she said is add it's possible If you add it's possible before any of those sentences, you'll feel more like it's possible that you can do it because there needs to be belief in Mm -hmm. that sentence. You can do all the actions in the world, but you still need to believe that you're going to start that agency or you're going to do three days a week and, you know, travel the world, whatever your goals are. Um, So I love that you've said that because that feeds in really, really well. People don't think it's possible. They don't think, even for me, I think I've shared this before on the show, but I wasn't planning to tell anyone about this podcast, which defeats the total object. I know, Rick Lane, I know. I had no intention of telling a living soul about this, but I'm just going to put it out. It's going to be your private podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be my private, whoever finds it by accident, you know, yeah. amongst the two and a half million podcasts they are. Then, you know, it's fine. So I had to get past the, it's possible people will listen. Mm-hmm. It's possible you can help people around, you know, just putting out that it's a possibility. So thank you so much. I absolutely love that. And it's the perfect way to wrap up our episode. Awesome. This has been so much fun. Yes, this has been magnificent. So thank you so much, Ricklin, for joining me today. Can you please let our audience know where they can find you if they'd like to connect and follow the amazing content that you share? Yes, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. My profile is under my first last name, Ricklin Woods. Um, I post content there almost daily. If you're curious about the work that I do, you can visit my website at www.ricklandwoods.com. And also, if you care to listen to an episode of So You Want to Work in HR, the podcast, it could be found on all major platforms. And it has been 
edited every episode by the lovely Rosemary. <laughs> Thank you so very much. This has been an amazing conversation. And I hope, I have no doubt, not that I hope, I have no doubt that it will inspire the aspiring podcaster to just get started. Because you know what, guys? It is possible. So on that note, thank you so much. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are, and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.